Now Playing Podcast is brought to you in part by Omni Consumer Products. Good evening. Before we begin our feature presentation tonight, I wonder if I might take a moment of your time. For over 10 years, OCP has brought peace and prosperity to all of Delta City. Now, won't you join us in our newest endeavor, Saint. Technology is your friend. Saint is your friend. I am your friend. The future is today. OCP's Saint system. I'd buy that for a dollar. All Detroit has a cancer. The cancer is crime. We need a 24-hour-a-day police officer. A cop who doesn't need to eat or sleep. A cop with superior firepower and the reflexes to use it. It gives me great pleasure to introduce you to the future of law enforcement. You call me Robocop. This is Now Playing's Robocop Retrospective Series. I like it! Hosted by Arnie. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. Jacob. If he just talked things out with people instead of firing that big gun of his. And Stuart. You're perfect. I must have you. Their prime directives are serve the public trust, provide detailed plot spoilers, and use harsh language. Bad language makes for bad feelings. Listener discretion is advised. Oh, yeah. Go get him, boy. Today, we're discussing Robocop, Prime Directives, Crash, and Burn. Starring Paige Flesher, Maurice Dean Wint, Maria Del Mar, Jaron Wynn Davies, Leslie Hope, and directed by Julian Grant. This is Arnie, online and ready for full automation, ladies. Stuart in L.A. And this is your part man, part machine, all <laughs> podcasting host. I, Jacob, I, I really feel like I'm off warranty at this point after four of these. <laughs> I agree. Why don't we just send in the Mandy's guys? They can cover it. They, they seem to be doing all the other facets of MediaNet this time. Why not have the clones cover it here? What happened to the Mandy's? The Mandy's were the clones from the last one that had the perfect boobs, the perfect nose. They could be your daughter. They could be your lover. They could be your news host. They're gone this time, and we're back to that woman with no eye sockets. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't know why. There's no continuity. Not recommend. They need continuity better. We needed the Mandy's. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like anyone at this point who doesn't know my thoughts about this, who's in suspense to think that maybe <laughs> this, what did you call them, seeds have blossomed into good storytelling last time? No one thinks that, Arnie. No one, not even you. <laughs> Give them those seeds, though. Why don't you sprinkle that shit on the ground and see what comes out? Give them the plot. Well, after three movies, Saint is online for OCP and about to go online for all of Delta City, automating everything except window washing. (laughs) (laughs) But out to piggyback on the launch is mad scientist K-Dick. He has kidnapped his daughter, Jordan, who is a carrier of the Legion virus that will destroy both machines and flesh. We still don't know how, but it's revealed in this movie. With RoboCable under his control as muscle, Kadik infiltrates OCP, and kidnapping OCP vice president and John's ex-wife, Sarah Cable, he works his way up to the Saint mainframe and starts to upload the virus. 
Out to stop him are Robocop, Jordan's mother Anne, and James Murphy, up-and-coming OCP exec and Robocop's son. Upon reaching OCP, there are a lot of fights between Robocop and Cable, (laughs) between Robocop and OCP security, between Anne and K-Dick. OCP president Damien Lowe escapes with Sarah, who then pushes him down an elevator shaft. And as he tries to crawl to safety, Saint's laser systems kill him. Anne and Kadik fight, but they both become infected with the Legion virus and pixelate to death. And Robocop finally intends to stop it all by launching the EMP from the last movie, which will kill him in the process. But Cable is brought back to the light side when James Murphy gets up in his grill and says, What kind of cop are you? And, of course, we get the lines, You are making a mistake. What are you prepared to do? And your move. Repeatedly, because they just don't (laughs) stop saying those three lines. Don't forget, it only makes sense if you force it to. Believe me, we're forcing. (laughs) We're pushing as hard as we can. So, brought back to the light side, Cable uses his data jack spiky thing to plug into Robocop's head, shutting down the older cyborg. Cable then goes to the mainframe room and launches the EMP, shutting down Saint and destroying the Legion virus, killing himself in the process. As Robocop was powered off, he is the only computer system left running in all of Delta City. Sarah Cable surprisingly survives and becomes self-appointed president of OCP. But James Murphy will not be her VP as he quits his job and Robocop goes out to stop the riots that we can hear but can't afford to show in blacked out Delta City as credits roll for the final time. Yay! So once again, we start with MediaNet, not with the Mandy's. And once again, it is the most clever part of the movie when we get this. And they talk about how Robocop is dead. Saint is coming online. They have all those scrolls. Although I guess in the futuristic 2003, phone numbers are only six digits as they call 888-FU-ROBO. Yeah, that's if you see Robocop. They're promoting the idea that he's a menace or, or something. I don't know. It won't matter anyway, because Saint will be able to control him once it's online, right? Presumably, Saint can do everything. Now, here is the problem. I have thought since the beginning, since the introduction of that PowerPoint presentation where they first (laughs) talked about Saint, that this was our ultimate bad guy. That if you're going to give total control to a robot mind, it cannot go well for humans. And once this thing goes online, it will kill everyone. But they've complicated that now that may have been the plot at one point but now the danger is not that saint will control everything it will be that saint itself will be corrupted by kadic and his legion virus and so what we i thought we're supposed to be afraid of isn't a big deal as long as you stop kadic but you do get that Saint is also going to be a problem, even without K-Dick, because we get a scene early on where Ed, who's a programmer who's been toiling away in the background with a limp and a dead wife, (laughs) in that order, that's his character development. And I still don't care about him, but yes, they're trying. (laughs) And in these early scenes, he's checking Saint out and realizes Saint has been rewriting his own program and becoming evasive about what he's been doing. So, with or without Legion, Saint would fuck up the city. 
You're presuming a lot. We see no evidence of anything other than that moment. No, they do drop some lines. He he says there's something wrong with Satan. I don't know what it is. And there later on, room temperatures are fluctuating, and they didn't tell Saint. <laughs> like here's the thing, though. I'm living with Saint right now. <laughs> <laughs> if Saint is gonna be the wacky AI that goes crazy via iRobot and starts killing everyone, like isn't that a villain enough? Like, why do we need the Legion virus as well going through Saint? Like, this is overly complex. And, and it's not that this film is like so complex that that's why I don't understand it. It's because it's so poorly written <laughs> that I don't understand it. The word you're looking for isn't complex, it's convoluted. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if they had followed the model that I had suggested, we could have had the Kadic episode last time, and Kadic got stopped. Legion got stopped. We could have that end, and it could be about, okay, and now Saint is the bad guy, and it would be very cleanly about robot versus cyborg. Instead, yeah, it's just about, you know, don't upload the human computer virus. And, yeah, convoluted, to say the least. But it, it does diminish the threat of having artificially intelligent building as your main villain. Everything they've been building up has crumbled once Kadic appears. The last movie ended in such a shambles of confusion that I didn't necessarily realize Kadic escaped, but I certainly thought Legion was stopped when Robocop crashed into the church and took out the satellite dish. And so, again, I have to wonder if the writers are making this up as we go along, because they're like, well, now we just need her to jack in in person. So I thought they destroyed Legion entirely. Yeah, I thought it was downloaded from Jordan and put into the satellite. Now it's gone. But I guess not. That was my thought as well. But it's still in Jordan. And Cable is still the muscle for K-Dick as well. And it like nothing, they just roll right into OCP in a system support van, and boom, they're in. They, they waste no time. How awful is this Saint program? Like, even the low-rent security cards are like, why is that truck here? There's something wrong. Like, but Saint, who can see everything? Like, there's cameras all over OCP. No idea. No idea when RoboCable's jacking into the system and trying to, you know, hack it or whatever. Like, this is the worst AI network ever. The, like, it, I don't even feel like they're playing by, I don't know, they probably haven't been playing by rules at all throughout this whole series, but now I feel like they just start throwing everything away here. Like, if you're going to have a system that could lock down the building and turn up the heat, like, it can't detect someone trying to hack into the system while they're in the building. Yeah, I agree. For Big Brother, it's it's awfully small. It does not threaten us. Yeah, the, if it were evil, if it were about Saint being evil, I don't feel like it does much. Yeah, it tries... I mean, it killed a whole boardroom with a tweak of the barometer, and this time, I saw a little dry ice on the stairwell, a couple laser shoots, but by and large, it still relies on the Keystone Cops to do all the policing. It cannot protect itself when all these people are racing to get to Saint, which has been moved to the top floor now. I also just want to add, I find it particularly strange that Jordan seems to have no loyalty to her mother, who has been the one to raise her during all this time. As soon as Kadic has picked her up, ever since he kicked the mother down the stairs, she has been perfectly willing and not putting up any struggle to go along with this plot to get jacked into the mainframe and poison everyone. I didn't get any personality from Jordan. I, I I didn't get a sense that she was going along or resisting. I just felt like she was like Automo. They're just dragging her. Yeah, again, 
there are times when they're infiltrating the building that I'm like, is Jordan still with them? What happened to Jordan? <laughs> she, again, I think the laws about how long children can act, she's not really there. She's not a character. She's a MacGuffin. And I do kind of take it like she's torn between her parents. She wants mommy and daddy to get along, but it's... Really? You got that? Yeah, because she tells daddy don't hurt mommy in the last movie and in this movie, but she'll go with whoever happens to grab her at the time. She's really <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not very self-determining there. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, she might have said it, but she certainly didn't express it as the, you know, the woman took like a severe concussion tumble down those staircases, and she's like, oh... You know, sometimes mommies need to get kicked and she's like, okay, and jumping into the van. I mean, this is the kid that ends up, you know, wag a lollipop at her and she goes off with the stranger. You know, I just, just have two words to say. Okay, Charles. <laughs> yes, I agree. Another successfully bad child star in one of a now playing covered movies. <laughs> I, yeah, it's all too common. And here's the thing, like OCP... So they think the RoboCops are dead. They think the EMP went off because... The battery died, yeah. The battery died. They saw static. Now, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. You said it in the plot. That EMP knocks out all of Delta City. I'm assuming <laughs> they would know this. So the fact that they still have power, like that... I Again, th this is a exercise in improvisation. It's not a good improvisation, but it's like, how do we get to the end? How do we finish this last 90 minutes? Not only that, but again, I will point out what I did last time, which is that RoboCop, his son, and... Trinity, what's her name? Anne, Anne, are all racing to get to the building when they are in possession of this device. At any given time, they could make it all stop with a push of the button. I guess we're to presume that we don't want them to because it will mean we'll lose our beloved RoboCop. I'm cool with it. I just want to say... This is a beloved RoboCop? Yeah, exactly. Any way you can do it, take RoboCable with you, even though he was cooler, I feel like there's no justification for why they're not pressing this button at this point if they believe that the daughter is going to be uploaded into a system that's going to kill the entire Earth. I guess that is true. They don't need to get to OCP, given no. that it's going to take out all of Delta City. I didn't think that retroactively. Yeah, no, yeah, all of this, that they don't need to be standing by it, they don't need to be on the same floor, any of it. They could be miles away having a hot dog and hitting <laughs> the button, and it would have the same effect. But no, we have to belabor this with two more hours of movie, and so or 90 minutes, uh, you know, without commercials. Speaking of belabored, so now we got RoboCop, Anne, and Jimmy heading towards OCP. Very T2, I gotta say. I, the cyborg, <laughs> the mom, and the kid, I was getting a <laughs> T2 thing. I actually was too many different times in this movie, including at one point, Cable says, I'll be back. But they get in the car to go to OCP, they rev that engine, it, the car's dancing, and then they slowly pull forward two feet. <laughs> Here, here's my thing, they bust through an OCP gate, so I'm assuming, okay, they're at the building, right? No, now we get this big, long chase scene where there's security or cop car, like two cops. How long is that driveway? No, there's yeah. like four cars at one point. Was that a driveway? I thought those were the streets of Delta City. They broke through. Well, they through went through an OCP gate. So to I get assumed... into Delta City. It's a yeah. gated city. Oh, yeah, they were, okay. in, they were in old Detroit. In order to get to the Delta City, they had to, to do that maneuver. 
I had no idea there was an Iron Curtain around Delta City. Now, I have a question, and as the biggest RoboCop Prime Directive apologist on this <laughs> podcast... Ever, Artie, ever. <laughs> I may be the only one who would go mm-hmm. back to find the answer. But the cop who lets RoboCop go, because RoboCop says no one dies tonight. Again, very T2. He does a zero fatality plan for RoboCop. Which will last for about five minutes. But he does shoot people in the knee, just like Terminator 2. Yep, yep, yep. We see the same thing. But he's being chased by the cops. A cop pulls alongside him. They kind of nod to each other. And then that cop lets RoboCop go and sabotages all the other cops chasing him. Was that cop who helps him, like, a friend from part one? Who knows? I didn't pick it up that it was. I was confused by the whole thing because they're all in the car bracing like they're about to be, you know, besieged by a lot of cops. I only saw two or three other cop cars and they were easy to drive around. In fact, at no point do they put up a roadblock or or anything. All that it is is that they try to raise the bridge and Jimmy... You know, I don't know. I guess that was his audition tape for if the Canadians ever get a hold of Lethal Weapon and turn it into a television <laughs> series. But that yeehaw, and he's uh, trying to do, I don't know, some kind of buddy cop thing. Yeah, at one point, Robocop, like the very beginning of the chase, is like, hold on to your seatbelt yeah. or whatever. And nothing happens. He just accelerates. Nothing. Yeah. He doesn't, like, go on two wheels on the side. Mm-mm. He doesn't spin around and don't. Nothing. He just accelerates. There is a wide lane, maybe even two, between them and any of the other cars <laughs> that they drive right on through. And yet we're supposed to believe these are hairpin turns that they barely survive. <laughs> it is a pretty lackluster car chase in every regard and i'm just kind of waiting for them to get to ocp and get on with it where once again ocp fires somebody but doesn't escort them off the premises this time poor ed yeah they've rewritten damien now i or at least i understand him very differently from this point on up to this point i thought everything that he was doing behind the scenes was so that he could amass power he's going to be in charge now What we find out in this segment is that his dream is to not make any decisions and that he wants Saint to do everything. And so anyone that's going to shit talk Saint or say that it shouldn't go online as imperfect as its creator is telling him, he's going to can. But the shocker here is that he doesn't want to make decisions. He wants Saint to make all the decisions. Later, when Robocop is busting in there, he says, I don't know what to do. Saint, you decide. We're supposed to believe that he's an idiot. He can't even use his swipe card to open doors. I'm telling you, he d- that pen is just a pen, and he's just talking into it like an idiot. <laughs> I, I, I'm shocked that you're shocked, Stuart. Like, I thought the whole point of an AI interface was to control things so you could do right. the real thinking and not have to turn on the security windows or do right. the laundry. But he is like, oh, yeah, we should automate this AI. We should have it think for it. Well, that's what AI, artificial intelligence. Like, I was shocked that that wasn't the plan all along because I just assumed you have a computer robot face eating bits Like, that's what it's learning to do, is how to run things for you. That's why you make AI. I split the difference. I don't want a computer that doesn't respond to commands. If you want the window to shut in the middle of the day because of something unexpected, you should be able to say, shut the windows and let it do it. By the same token, it should perhaps check before bringing out the deadly lasers to kill people. I would like that check and balance there, please. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's all very strange to me. I guess I feel like the character should have been 
the old woman's son or something. Like, if he didn't really want power, if he was just sort of thrust into a position where he had to make decisions and he didn't want to, and that he wanted to outsource everything to a robot, then they needed to establish him as a very different kind of leader than he has been in the last three movies. But if I squint so hard that I get crow's feet, I can kind of see this as a satire on salesmen. Because he tells that I did the hard work, and that's like, but... I sold it. And it's like, but without me, you'd have nothing to sell. I think he's all flash, no substance. He doesn't have the ability to make a decision. He makes a sale. Right. Yeah. At one point, he says, oh, the foreign investors, they don't like, you know, how big, I don't know, the server rack is or whatever. So start, throw out some of the servers. Um. Well, that's not how, like, computers work. But okay, yeah, he is much more interested in selling this, though, I don't know, I guess he has to sell it to other countries as well. And it doesn't matter that he sold it to all of Delta City, and that somehow makes the money. I guess you got to sell it to uh, caricatures from other countries. <laughs> what? Who is buying this? What are they using it for? A little person yeah <laughs> how did they sell it to delta city that they own i think the way this helps is because they said they were able to lay off what was it twelve thousand employees to start but not the window washers not the window washers they still didn't install the windex sprayers but i don't know who they fired though everyone no I, my sense is that no one will have a job everyone that's gathering in jerry springer square is cheering <laughs> the oncoming of saints Without putting it together, it's mentioned by MediaNet, by, by no one else, except there's like that blowhard talking head. Archie Nemesis, he's the only one that can see that this is a job killer. If you make a robot in charge of everything, no one will have any means of employment. It's it's a bad thing for the economy. Yeah, the robot can, you know, go get you your pink slip, basically. But they can't replace window repairmen. Because even though the whole building has Saint, there's still that one guy grumbling that he has to replace the windows because the cyborgs break through it. And does he get any thanks? No. I, I got to tell you, everyone at this point has just quit in this movie. I've quit paying attention. <laughs> this janitor, he could barely, this actor could barely sit there and read his line. Am I the only one who thought that this was the gravedigger moment from Hamlet? <laughs> Yes, yes, you are. Yes. Guaranteed. Yeah, you and the screenwriter, maybe. I mean, come on. Sarah finds out that RoboCable's still alive. That's supposed to be a shock. She could barely faint any surprise on her face. Saint can't bother securing this building when people are flying through the windows. It's Everyone is quit at this point. No one cares. I don't care. The actors don't care. No one. And it's just a grab bag of references at this point. We've already mentioned Terminator 2 and 2001 with Hal and all of that. At one point, Trinity's jumping around, and it's the bionic woman sound. Did you notice that? The bionic woman is like, ching, 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 when she's jumping yeah. around. I'm like, oh, my God. Why don't you just put her on a bicycle? She can fly away eating Reese's Pieces. Why not just do them all? <laughs> well, we talked about some Terminator 2 references, and there definitely were some. But my God, does this movie rip off the Matrix. Because once they get there and she starts doing that, they break into OCP just like Neo and Trinity break into whatever building that was where they were holding Morpheus. Keep in mind, <laughs> Matrix is a year old. So, I mean, it, it was at its hottest. None of the sequels had come out. So, yeah, that was the one to rip off. And let's not forget RoboCop. No one dies. That lasted, again, about five minutes. If you don't want anyone to die, why do you burst in? 
to the place. Why not sneak in? You know, if you played Metal Gear Solid, that's all about being stealthy and not setting off alarms. If and- every time you step, it sounds like the T-Rex from Jurassic Park, <laughs> stealth is not an option. Robo Cable's been pulling it off. He's the upgrade. Yeah, clearly the better one. He's the one that you'd want to be. But then, yes, we get another lightsaber fight. Someone gets it right in the chest. That's what I mean. Just throw in all the sci-fi references into the machine. I mean, truly, it's just a grab bag at this point. It's it's whatever sticks. I mean, it, the kitchen sink approach is how they're trying to wrap this up. And it's not long before RoboCop and RoboCable finally face off again. I'm honestly bored with them shooting each other. Please. They are literally, like, walking three feet apart, facing each other, just pulling their trigger. Just walking down the some room, shooting each other. They're breaking so much glass that I really wish that glass pane repairman was, like, in the background going, you know, complete minstrel routine. Oh, my God, what am I going to have to do? <laughs> There's no reason to believe that Robo Cable can't whip a shot out and kill Kadic, right? And so, thus... He can't, won't have time to twist the little knob. Everything's about that little knob, right? The little Svengali switch. If he doesn't twist it, then Rubble Cable has free will. So Yeah, he could have totally shot K-Dick real quick. Yeah, but instead we're supposed to believe because he might get a headache, he's willing to go through this pantomime of, yeah, falling into a koi pond and all the ridiculous things. Again, they're they're flopping on their backs again. I feel like these robots. At one point, yeah, they fall into this pond where they sit there. I don't know if they're rebooting. It's, it seems like they're laying there for 20 minutes while, I don't know, some other stuff's happening in this movie. They're probably wondering why they're in a goddamn pond in the middle of a skyscraper. It's a fountain. You have decorative fountains in business buildings. But they're just lying there, and then they start, this is what cracks me up, they just start to bitch slap each other. Like, they can't even bother getting up. They're just lying in that pond, like, bitch slapping each other. Well, they can't move too well in those suits. But when they stand up and start punching each other in this little ring, all of a sudden it hit me. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. Check another reference off your list. But I'm kind of down with it once they stop shooting. When it becomes fist fights, at least it's different. I wish, I wish, (laughs) I wish we had a better villain than Cable for the third movie. I'm just tired of that note because it's such a stalemate. But here it is again, and it's at least doing something a bit different. And again, this movie takes the second one and amps it up. This movie is 80 minutes of action. Right. It's not good action, though. Yeah, you say that like that's a good thing. Like, that forgives it. Yeah, oh, instead of guns, they punched each other. Why don't they pull out knives and we can see the knives, like, crinkle up on each other's armors? That would be funny. Like, there is no, dare I say, choreography. There's nothing here. This is watching two people in silly suits hit each other for, yeah, 80 minutes. Right. Ineffectual as action, as fights. These car chases, again, air quotes, these laser battles. Saint is supposed to be able to control anything. It killed an entire board, but it can't stop these people from going up 97 floors to turn it off. They did take the stairs. Yeah, exactly. But we're supposed to believe that Ed is clicking away on his laptop and shutting down all the lasers that are there. Whatever. It's it's a garble, and (laughs) they don't have much... But yes, they keep the noise level high. I guess if you want to call that action, that's what they're doing. Things are making a lot of noise. There's a lot of glass and there's a lot of guns. But I can't imagine how deep of a lizard brain you would need to have to say that this is more enjoyable than anything we've seen before. (laughs) Listen, it is more enjoyable than watching RoboCop hug his son and cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know how much of a lizard brain that gives me, but... <laughs> At least that was only a couple minutes long. Let's break away from the action for a second, because we get some flashbacks here, and the last film is dropped that Sarah Cable at one point was pregnant. And now we get some more flashbacks. We find out that that child was lost. There was a little baby Cable tombstone. <laughs> I love the fact the doctor comes out and is like, I need to tell you something in person, and then moves him in front of a window where Murphy is standing. <laughs> where, where he can look at yeah. Murphy and mug yeah. at him. Yeah, and, and, and Cable knows and is giving him this look while he's getting the news. Yeah, it's a funny little moment in a movie full of them, but yeah, I had to point that out. My question is, like, Sarah drops this line, something like, you just it's just flesh, you just got to cut away a little. Yeah, I think she's self-aborted. Whoa. Okay, that's what I thought. I'm like, that's kind of dark. Now all of a sudden we get to the self-abortion because she doesn't want to be the stay-at-home mom wife for some beat cop and she wants to have her own career. So she killed her kid? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. missed that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just this one line. It's just a little bit of flesh and you cut away. I'm like... Tissue even. Just a little tissue. tissue. Yes. I thought she was calling cable excess tissue. She was, but also saying, I killed our baby. Oh, I did not understand the double meaning of such a thing. Well, that explains why he lifts her up Darth Vader style. That and the fact that they haven't done a Star Wars reference in the last five minutes. <laughs> He's been choking everybody. And with that strength, yes. he should be able to choke them in literally two seconds flat. And he just holds her there. Maybe he wants her to die slowly, but he is the slowest choker in the world. I got to say, it's disappointing if you were going to write characters that used to be in love and now they're at odds. I feel like this is one of the real drop things of this conclusion here is I wanted to see why Sarah chose John to be her instrument. And I wanted to see John get some revenge. I wanted him to finish the job here. There's no reason to keep Sarah alive, right? Why not give him the moment where he gets to kill his wife? Seriously, I mean, she killed him. She killed their baby. She lives. Yeah. That is truly a shocking ending because at one point she just disappears in this movie. I thought she had died. Yeah, I put in my notes three times. Where is Sarah? Where is Sarah? Is she dead? Did I miss it? Was it blinking? You miss it. And then she shows up at the end. She's president of OCP now. Yeah, she is the dumbest person in the world that she's willing to take control of OCP after this whole Saint debacle. I, I really thought, you know, while we're throwing out references, why not go Superman 3? <laughs> I can think of lots of reasons, but go ahead. Saint integrates her, and we get Robo Cable versus Robo Cable. I mean, <laughs> if you want a husband and wife clash, there you go. I swear to God, I thought repeatedly that somewhere in this movie somebody's consciousness was going to get uploaded to Saint. And I think I got confused because I knew the TV pilot yeah. for the TV series was based off of a RoboCop 2 script for this exact thing, a computer that would automate your city and somebody's consciousness got uploaded to it the way Murphy's got uploaded to RoboCop. I was just trying to pick who it was. I thought it was going to be Damien, or maybe it would be Ed, and he'd be all pissed off from being fired, or maybe it would be Sarah, and she's just a crazy bitch anyway. But I thought somebody's brain was going into Saint. I didn't realize it would just be the Legion virus. I thought it would be Jordan, since she's the one that's actually being hooked up to the naval for it. But then again, she has no personality to give. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't allowed to be on the set for more than two hours. Yeah, she hasn't demonstrated an emotion, so she couldn't be any less cold and calculating than the, the computer itself. 
But yeah, it feels like a real cheat that she doesn't get a vicious death, or at least that John doesn't have some work it out moment with her. I guess this choking scene is is what that's supposed to be, but he doesn't finish the job, and I'm disappointed that she lives to the end. Yeah, it's it's truly a mistake to have this abortion dialogue and let her live. You have set up your most nasty villain in this whole movie. You were upset. Stuart, that the psychiatrist got off scot-free in two, I am ten times that dumbfounded that they created the Sarah Cable character and just let her off. I mean, I still don't understand why she did half of what she did, but I do understand RoboCop deserved to shoot her for it. I mean, she seems to me worse than Damien. Like you said, Damien's just kind of stupid, and he may have killed the boardroom, but they didn't seem like nice people to begin with. And he gets a satisfying death. I do feel like out of all of it, maybe his death scene is the most enjoyable in in this installment, at least. I laughed out loud when he and Sarah escape the whole battle thing. Nobody cares about them anymore because their retinas have been used to unlock the door. That's all they were there for. So they leave. Sarah seems to be offering to sleep with him, and he's kind of down for that. And they get into an elevator, and she pushes him down an elevator shaft. And I so didn't see that coming. I really thought, again, that they were teaming up, that the rivals realized that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that together they would be stronger than apart against Saint. And no, she's going to push him down an elevator shaft. He's going to fall into some cardboard boxes. And I'm like, that doesn't look like it would kill him. And sure enough, it didn't. Just a compound bloody fracture. Yeah, and and more to the point, I think I really enjoyed, once he gets down to the lobby and he's crawling, we have that laser death. And I'm like, I think that laser got him, but he keeps crawling, and sure enough, he doesn't realize that he's uh, half a person. Yeah, these are the slowest damn... Lasers go fast. They don't have to sit there and crawl and search out the person. I just I just thought it was funny how long they take to kill him. Like, everything in this film, we, we could just turn the pace down just a half step to hit that 90-minute mark. I thought that the computer was torturing him. I mean, this is where you start getting a little bit more personality of evil from Saint, because he knows this is Damien. Damien brings up his badge and starts to recite the thing, so he cuts off his hands so that he can't hold the badge up anymore. Oh, yeah. I just took it as he took too long to do it, and the laser started going. I no, I, I didn't even see it as Saint turning on him. Oh, no, Saint actually says it's a line. I never liked you anyway. I mean, it, it makes it very clear that it's personal. And, yeah, I guess that is your indicator. The one indicator that Saint would have gone crazy even without Legion virus is that he had hate in his heart for the people that were installing him. Another question then. Ed, the programmer who made Saint, he then runs into that same room. He's able to stop Saint from setting off the lasers, and he grabs the EMP out of the car. Did he know there was an EMP in the car? Yes, because... Was there a drop line somewhere in this whole muddled mess I missed? James Murphy has a very large Bluetooth earpiece to communicate with Ed and says into it, Ed, I need you to get up here, but I need you to get something in the lobby on the way. Why James didn't take it with him, we'll never know. I don't think they thought that far in advance. Though They realized, oh, hey, we need an EMP. I mean, even though they didn't need to be here to set off the EMP. Right. They didn't think that they could use the machine that would literally stop the thing they're trying to get to 97 floors above them. Well, well. I think that even if they stopped Saint, they still need to stop K-Dick with Legion. If they stopped Saint, he could upload it someplace else. This was made in the 2000s. He could just put it online, you know. It doesn't have to be Saint. 
it doesn't have to control your dishwasher to get out there. But that is beside the point. Yeah, it doesn't need to do any of that because there's no way for a computer to infect people. Well, there is with Legion. That is the big ass gimme for this. Yeah, to come in the fourth film. Well, it came in the third. Yeah, but we see what Legion actually does here at the end. And come on, I barely bought this in Tron, and that was inside of a computer. <laughs> but I am surprised that they kill Anoff. I did not think that she would be a victim of it when she gets her in battle with Kadic. Of course, she's going to kick him into oblivion. He's going to blow off into little data bits. I thought for sure they'd work some kind of solution to, I don't know, at least install her into a robot or something. Maybe she could become the new saint. But I thought she was going to go into saint when she was pixelating. And then I thought her death would have a meaning. That yeah. she yeah. would fire the EMP and save them all. No, her death is useless. She kills him, but he was already dying. She just hastens it by a matter of 30 seconds because he was being infected as well. She dies for no reason. Again, this came before the Matrix sequels. I'm thinking about Trinity's, you can't die. Yes, I can. I mean, woof, bad stuff here. Bad, bad writing. <laughs> and they're so obsessed with stopping Saint. They're like, even before they get up there, we have to stop Saint, we have to stop Saint. Really, no, all they have to do is stop K-Dick from getting to Saint. At this point, Robocop, Anne, and James have no way to know that Saint is going to become a homicidal laser killer. They just think this Legion virus is going to get into Saint, and they don't want that. But they are so obsessed, we have to stop Saint, that they're not focusing on the real problem of stopping Kadic. Yeah, again, maybe they were trying to read the script. I mean, I don't think that the makers <laughs> knew what to focus on. It, they had lost the thread. If there was ever a plot... If there was ever a clear indication about what Robocop stood for in this universe and what he was supposed to be fighting, it's all gone now. I mean, I'm not even thinking about Robocop at this point. I'm just thinking this will all end soon. Yes, I am thinking of the end. And Ed gets up there with the EMP, but he can't fire it because the reason it was a creepy lawnmower man baby face, it's Ed's son's personality? Is that it? There, he was projecting. He had a wife and son. They are no longer around. And this thing looks like a baby. And Ed is saying, I'm your daddy. Oh, is that what that meant? We didn't get any flashbacks with Ed. We didn't get any development with Ed. Um, but yeah, that would have been helpful to really establish. Maybe that is what the shortcuts he implied he was making were, that he based it on his own child. And so he can't lose him again or something. He says something like that, but I, I didn't know what he was talking about. Maybe. I'll go with that theory, Arnie. And then, of course, the virus is there, and his son dies again, and it says, I am Legion, for we are many. Oh, wait, that's Ghost Rider. Yeah, it was yeah, the Bible. I mean, come on. The, 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 yeah, it's from the Bible. <laughs> oh, Saint turns into the devil-possessed thing. <laughs> so I really thought Ed was going to be the hero. I mean, the programmer's always the hero. But Anyone could be the hero. Automo might be the hero at this <laughs> yeah. point. It's not going to be RoboCop. I think this is a world without heroes. I'm just wondering who's going to pull the plug. Uh, that We have this device that's going to end it all, and so who's going to push the button? This is a world without heroes, but that's not by design. Like, yes, you could take some really subversive film that does this well. Th this is totally by accident. This is just people incompetent when it comes to writing. 
That is why they're no heroes. Yeah, we have RoboCop hobbling around going, this has to end. And I'm like, yep, you're right. Yes. It does. <laughs> Pull the trigger. Somebody. Anybody. It's Cable, though, that really gets the heroics. Who turns sides four times. Yeah. I mean, he's working for K-Dick, and then he uh, is asked, what kind of cop are you? And so he turns good. But then he sees RoboCop, so now he's evil again. And then Murphy gets in his face, and he goes, What are you prepared to do? And again, for like the fourth or sixth time in four movies, he goes, Whatever it takes. And that turns Cable good again? I am just confused on Cable's allegiance. Yeah, you just remind him about chess, and just really, I think he's just so <laughs> stunned and starstruck but that he has his own maneuver, you know, in chess. I think he just, that's what makes him think about his old human self, is that he has this cable maneuver that apparently other people play chess and know what that means, but. I don't think they do. I think he's deluded. <laughs> I think you're right. He goes up to Saints and says, do you know what the cable maneuver is? And he's like, no. Nobody <laughs> knows this cable maneuver. I, yeah, I don't even know what the cable maneuver is, and I've said through eight hours of this yeah it has something to do with sacrifice and self-sacrifice i think it's the same logic by which he said shoot me instead of bone machine in the first episode yeah it's not a good maneuver we'll call it that (laughs) yeah exactly it's some kind of self-pitying self-sacrifice mixed with confusion but the checkmate is is that he's actually turning robocop off with a blow to the head he gets he has one of his cool little i call them middle finger prongs data jacks or whatever so he pops it into robocop turns him off we think that that is killing him, but of course it's just protecting him when he marches in and hits the button. Did they get this confused with the Matrix? Because I know the Matrix you jacked in through the head. I don't think we've ever seen that in a RoboCop film. There was a plug that was in his head previously. I do think we kind of knew that was a jack. But I will say, I did not remember how this ended at all. And when he spikes RoboCop in the head, this whole thing with RoboCop saying, I'm off warranty, all of this going away bit, even the old woman who was his scientist losing her job, and we never get that taken care of again either, though it felt like a husband-wife kind of thing. All of this felt like we could be leading up to RoboCop's death at the end of this series, especially since this company knew they were losing the rights. It could be a big middle finger to whoever was getting the rights back. Hey, we killed your character. But, you know, it turns out that Cable has turned good and is saving him by turning him off and leaving a message because RoboCop is so dumb as to not know how he works. Hey, I turned you off. That saves you, by the way. Yeah, is that how an EMP works? So if I turn my lights off and an EMP goes off, I can just then turn them on and they'll work because they were off? Like, I don't think that's how it works. I don't know. I haven't studied EMP technology. It feels like a cheat. I, I don't want to say it's satisfying. I, it's okay. It's a way around the problem. All I know is I lost the better robot. I would much rather have <laughs> RoboCop do the sacrificing. And yes, any sequels that would come out of this... To have it be RoboCable, I think that's the one you'd want. That's the one they featured. They have not set up a series of whatever could come next as being 
for RoboCop. He was outmoded, and they never convinced me he wasn't outmoded. RoboCop was in two good movies. Robo's Cable was in zero. So therefore, I would choose to not see Robo Cable again and remind me of his origin. Yeah, but from a storytelling point of view, I mean, it seems weird for Robo Cable's arc is I have this crazy chess move and I'm just going to do it every time. Like, it feels like your hero is supposed to learn from that crazy dude and then go, oh, okay, that's the lesson I was supposed to learn. I was kind of a pussy when my friend was held hostage and I was going to give up and have the serial murder kill us. Like, now this time, I got to make that sacrifice. I got to take the risk. That, to me, seems like a more satisfying story arc than, oh, I'm just going to let the crazy cop be crazy every time and take the bullet. He needed to contribute in some way. It's yet and again another example of RoboCop laying down on the job while other people do what it takes. And Cable goes up there to fire the EMP. And there's a countdown saying one minute left. This is one of the few times in cinematic history that the film actually takes longer than the countdown. Yeah, it did. He spends like five minutes just walking in very slowly. Because half of this film is in slow motion. They love the slow-mo. It's the only way to hit that 90-minute mark in every one of these. Funny, I like the fast-forward. But I didn't use it much here. I've got to say, I did watch this in real time, and you're right, it's painful. I was watching that counter, and it was well over a minute before the minute ran out. And even Saint says, I am online, before he fires it. I'm like, don't you want to do this before the virus is released? No, we're going to talk chess. Hey, you know my cable maneuver? I built that. I mean, I get the feeling you don't want to rush to a suicidal death, perhaps, but, I mean, he said it. We belong dead. What does it matter? Because it's going to knock out all of Delta City anyway. Sit down, have a picnic, have a last meal. But people are dying. Legion is out there. They're turning into Tron people. It's gone out for like 30 seconds. No, you know, I don't think it's infected anyone. They're all going to die in the riots anyway. It's a syndrome of any action movie, even high-budget good ones, is no villain is worth stopping until the last possible millisecond. You always get that. No one stops the nuclear bomb at a minute 25. You got to do it in the last seconds here. So, again, I just think it's funny that they've seeded the heroics to Cable. He's the one that, you know, Sarah's even told, your ex-husband saved the day. And uh, it's uh, strange. I couldn't read from her face what she thought about that, but she wasn't being as uh, coy and smug as she normally is. I think it had some kind of impact. Yeah, but she said, well, he's finally good for something. What a bitch! Yeah, I didn't hear that line. Okay, you're right. <laughs> and she was just as smug as I, she always has been. Yes, why didn't she die? Maybe they're saving it for the sequel. They knew they were losing the rights. They should have killed her here. Maybe she died in the riots. I'll imagine that. And did you notice, though, in addition to powering RoboCop off, Cable gave his OS an upgrade? He's now RoboCop version 1.1, and he's not RoboCop. He is Alex Murphy, and he has no directives. For, like, the 12th time in this retrospective, he has no directives. Right. And what does he do at the end but say, I'm going to go follow my three directives and restore order? He's still a cop. Can you still be a cop when there's no more police force? When OCP is wiped out, and if Sarah is the only one running it, you know she doesn't want Robocop on the streets. He's a vigilante at this point. He is not a cop. He's going to have to come up with a new name. Uh, I don't know what that is. Maybe schmuck, but... I, I just want to know how he quelled these riots. Like, it implies that all of Delta City, there was, what, a million people in the square when this all happened like mass riots like mass deaths one dude 
like w- version 1.1 is going to stop this. What I do love is the he's as he's walking towards Delta City, we're supposed to believe riots are going on and it's obviously like two folly people just yelling. <laughs> That's supposed to make up the whole city. <laughs> yeah. I wish we could have seen something, just like stock footage of looting or something. But we do get a wrap-up. It's worth pointing out that over the credits, did you guys stay for the credits? We usually try to stay for the credits. Yes, because I like the media net stuff. Yeah. I didn't stay for the credits. What did I miss? I turned it off immediately. <laughs> you did? Really? Yes. Oh, my God. No, they did a whole media net thing. The old crew came back. Sintjin, remember her? The homely flat ones are back from the first two. They got rid of Bunny Bustamente and Ricky O and restored order by having the old media net women giving the news report. And it concludes with Archie Nemesis basically telling everyone that TV rots your brain and do something constructive. I take that as an apology, and I, <laughs> I don't accept. But, yes... Obviously, it would have been more constructive to do something than watch the four nights of this. Yeah, we we get this whole wrap-up. We find out Jimmy and Ed, they're, I don't know, starting OCP 2.0 under some other name New that's going to actually yeah, help people. And right, yeah. I, I did find it creepy, like, RoboCops, I, I guess, trying to say goodbye to Jordan or something, and Ed's like, I'll take her. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, give her to the guy in the lab coat. That was really creepy. And RoboCop also looks like he's upset that she was taken away because he just stands there in that same pose with his hand where it was when it was holding her. Yeah, I didn't know he had a thing for Jordan. Well, they're playing the trombone. He knows he's needed somewhere else. He's too busy. He said it to Jimmy. I could have never been a good father. And even though, yeah, I thought that's where they were leading to. Hell, I thought that they were going to have Ann back for some reason. But I guess it makes as much sense to give it to uh, Ed as anybody. It's it's clear that Robocop is going to fall down on any responsibility given to him. Well, let's do this because we always do. Jacob Stewart, do you recommend Robocop Prime Directives? Crash and burn. Jacob. I'm going to say take Sarah Cable's advice. Just cut a little tissue away. Lobotomize yourself. And you may... I don't know who would be satisfied with this action film. I I guess it's an action film because there's a lot of stuff going on. But it's just literally just watching bullets bounce off of robots. And it's it's just not satisfying. Again, thinking about this as the conclusion in a quadrilogy, it's not satisfying there. there. I never got to see Cable... Use his dual targeting system. That is a failure to me. Boy, you that's your sticking point. I see that one. Th- that is the only upgrade that they gave him. They gave him a shine to his suit. <laughs> Would you turn the arrow around if he did? I doubt it. I doubt it, too. No, th- I mean, that is just a symbol of, like, what a failure this whole thing has been. Just in competent writing that you... In- <laughs> You know, you say there's the trust, this cult going on in OCP. Never hear about it again. It seemed like a big deal. I get to this last film. Nothing mattered once I get here. It's Saint. Well, that was going to be turned evil anyway, so it didn't matter if it turned evil on its own. It had Legion. Like, nothing matters when I get here, and it's not even entertaining. I Again, Meltdown was the high point for me because it was a little bit more campy with the sci-fi and everything since then. Crash and Burn, this thing burned a long time ago. It's just ashes by this point. Not recommended. Stuart. 
Yeah, not just the terrible film, which obviously it is. Obviously, I hated it. It's a terrible wrap-up to a terrible film. I mean, they didn't even tie the threads for their shitty movie together, much less, you know, do anything that equaled the quality of Robocop 3. I mean, this is terrible how much they dropped from the old lady that took care of Robocop that was fired, and then we never see her come back, to the secret society, the marriage between Sarah and Cable not paying off, Robocop himself being a bystander, Standard in his own Fortnite miniseries. I mean, the Mandy clones, anything. Name anything that might have been slightly appealing to you, and I guarantee you it didn't wrap up in this conclusion. They've done a horrible, horrible job of making an end to an awful, awful endeavor. Strongest of not recommends. You've come home, the dog is dead. Yeah, I I don't know that it's any worse than the last three. I mean, I I don't see the reason in splitting hairs. Just know that, yeah, it's it's time to bury this. And I'm ready for the reboot. And Arnie, you're you're optimistic. Yeah. Review of this film. (laughs) Please tell me what I missed. When I was watching this last one, with the Rock'em Sock'em robots and the constant mind-numbing action that just didn't cease. I said, this isn't the worst thing we've seen. It really isn't. It isn't even the worst of the RoboCop Prime Directives. I still say that first one was the complete misstep that had nothing to do with the overarching story. But this, it's not good, but it's just mindless violence. And I kept going back to this movie that I was sent to review by the studio. And I put a review out on the Gazette. It was called The Package. And it starred Steve Austin and Dolph Lundgren. And despite having a wrestler and a former theatrical star in it, that movie is every bit as bad as this. And that made me realize there is an audience for this. There is a non-discerning audience who would like to watch sci-fi violence, and if it's low caliber, that's better than nothing. There is an audience who will eat this up. Yeah, they're called 10-year-old boys. Not always, no. Yeah, I don't tell 10-year-old boys that way. I never would have liked this at any age. Yeah, not all 10-year-old boys, because I know some 35-year-old men who would be enjoying this kind of thing. Those kinds of people who would watch the package and whatever else. Are you one of those people, Arnie? That's what I'm curious to not know some theoretical person that will enjoy this. I want to hear you tell me that this wasn't that bad. That you kind of enjoyed seeing RoboCop do this, or this to be done to RoboCop. I am not one of those people. Okay, thanks. (laughs) I just understand that there is an entire brand of movie made just for those people. And this fits that. None of them theatrical, all straight to video. Correct. Theatrical always has a bit of a higher caliber. In the 80s, though, they didn't. I'd say in the 80s, they made those movies theatrically. Commando comes to mind. Uh, well, I'd also say the 90s and Steven Seagal's entire career. That, true. True dad. True dad. Except for Under Siege, which is actually good. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe I'm just optimistically remembering a movie I haven't seen for 25 years. Yes, you are. <laughs> Not going to do that retrospective. Don't care. But I do think, even for those who would find this level of action diverting, what they've done to RoboCop, I mean, you couldn't see RoboCop more shit on in a Shitesa video. 
They just really desecrated the character. There was a good concept behind this. An old, obsolete RoboCop trying to deal with it could be a metaphor for aging and still a commentary on our time. They just had, again, some germs of ideas that didn't pan out. Not recommend for Crash and Burn, which makes four for four not recommends. All my hope that my semi-weak not recommends could be turned if something went well and paid it all out went the exact opposite way and each time i just felt my hopes being crushed like robocop walking through a flower bed well it's not over it's worth pointing out that we're not concluding this series with prime directives thank thank god and i'm optimistic about the new one (laughs) I, I, I think it'd be hard not to be optimistic after sitting through these. <laughs> I think it's instantly a recommend because, I mean, <laughs> we've scraped the barrel with this. I got to clear my palate of this. I'm actually, before we see the new RoboCop, going back and re-watching the original RoboCop again to just wash all of this out of my memory. All of the Prime directives must be erased. I got the new 4K remastered Blu-ray, and I just got to say... We don't really talk about video quality on the show. The older Blu-rays I had, and I had both previous releases, looked kind of like shit. This is gorgeous. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Arnie. I had held off picking this up on Blu-ray because I heard that original release just looked awful. When we did our review, this Blu-ray hadn't come out yet. I watched my DVD version, but I actually found this Blu-ray early. Best Buy put it out early. So yeah, I've watched this, and it is beautiful looking. It's, you know, I talked about seeing that film with Peter Weller in attendance and it reminded me a lot of how you know from going back to my memory much closer to how the projected picture looked than the DVDs or how that awful Blu-ray supposedly looks. But RoboCop the reboot's coming out. I know a few spoilers about how it's being set up and I'm excited that they aren't trying to just remake what Verhoeven did. I don't want to hear it. I'm I'm trying to go into this pretty spoiler free. I'm keeping an open mind. I I do think it may be a mistake if they try to repeat what Verhoeven did. I'm gonna go in and hey, maybe it will be a decent action film. I, I don't know if they could achieve anything more than that, but I'm going in with an open mind. I'm not gonna think of Verhoeven when I'm watching this film. That's all I wanted to say is that if you go in and you just want to re-see a movie with the that is the first one with better effects. You're just going to instantly not like it. But if you can go a different path, this one, it sounds like there's some good people behind the camera with ideas and some good people in front of the camera. I'm surprised with this B-level cast. I mean, it's not like B-movie, but they got formerly famous people who now will work for cheap. Michael Keaton, Sam Jackson, Gary Oldman. Sam Jackson is still a big star. Sam Jackson will show up at a McDonald's if you write the check. Yeah, but these are all these are actors I like. I mean, I Michael Keaton, he's got a wry sense of humor about him that he could pull off. Have you seen him in 20 years in anything? No, I I, th- I think the last thing I saw him in was Jackie Brown, but I liked him in that. <laughs> you know, I just don't know that this journey has been worth it. This may be a one-off for me. This may be one of those where I only like the first one. The the difference with suffering through all of those horrible, horrible Marvel TV movies was we would get to the Avengers. I'm not sure what we got coming next is going to be that. I'm not sure that this is the resurrection of Robocop after he died a million little deaths. I don't know. Obviously, I will give it the benefit of the doubt, and I'm confident 
it's going to be a step up from where we've been. But can it be better than RoboCop 2? I don't know. We'll see. Well, we will find out next time here at Now Playing. So, Jacob Stewart, thank you for joining me. We have all survived Prime Directives. I'm not done. I'm going to go back and watch those goddamn end credits. Yeah, it's a minute long. It's, yeah. And it is some of the funniest jokes of the series, so you might as well. So I'm glad we've had this chance to dialogue. Excuse me. I have to go. Somewhere there is a crime happening. Thank you for joining us for Now Playing's RoboCop Retrospective Series. Bitches leave. Dead or alive, you're going to NowPlayingPodcast.com each week for a new movie review podcast. You have 20 seconds to comply. While there, join our forums to discuss this review with other listeners. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. So give me your money and all of it and don't fuck with me! Your support helps keep Now Playing on the air. The line's open, waiting for your pledge. You can find a link to donate using PayPal at the bottom of our homepage, nowplayingpodcast.com. Well, we need all the help we can get, young man. <laughs> it's only money. You can also find a link to our cafe press store where you can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, teddy bears, and much more. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> now Playing is edited by Heath, Phil, Dylan, and Arnie. They'll fix you. They fixed everything. Now playing credit narration by Brock. Keep him talking. The opinions expressed on Now Playing are those of the individual hosts and may not reflect the opinion of Inganza Media Incorporated. Though you may think you're having fun now, you only hurt the one you love. The movies discussed in this series are the properties of their respective trademark holders and no infringement is intended. It's a free society. Except there ain't nothing free, because there's no guarantees, you know? <laughs> You're on your own. There's <laughs> a lot of jungle. <laughs> now Playing is not affiliated with Orion Pictures, Metro, Goldwyn, Mayer, Columbia Pictures, Fireworks Entertainment, or any other creative entity involved with these films. We did what we had to do. Now Playing is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2014. All rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. Okay, Fonzo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> And All right, I'm, re- I'm Last recording. one, guys. Last one. We can do this. I'm starting to feel like RoboCop, but we can we can do this. It's enough. Cable uses his data jack spiky thing to plug into RoboCop's head, shutting down the older cyborg. Trying to say that and not make it sound like a sex thing was really hard. Oh, sure, if you want to go to the Bible, I'll go to yeah. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider 2 or the Bible, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, he said it, we belong dead. Of course, wasn't that a line from 
Return of the Living Dead three. I heard it somewhere before, but uh, <laughs> I I couldn't I couldn't recall where it came from. Oh, I'm sorry. It's actually Bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Big difference. <laughs> <laughs>